Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very corn-like episode. Or whatever. Uh, he who walks beyond the rose. Yes, that is right. We are tackling some children of the corn. The first one, not the remake or the second remake. Or, Justin, I want to talk about this. Do you know how many movies are in this franchise? I believe there is seven. Eleven. Ooh. Oh, I, I remember when I watched this, uh, I think some of the like trivia that comes up when you watch it was like, there's a ridiculous number of <laughs> these movies. It is like, the most sequeled <laughs> franchise of a Stephen King product. Mm, I don't think I've seen anything past this one. I think I've seen a, I, I, I know I've seen a remake of the original. Okay. Yeah, I have not seen the remakes. And then a couple of the more background. We move some stuff around on the show schedule. Uh, yep. Justin has is he's pretty busy the next couple of weeks, so we kind of just move some things around. We're going to be pre-recording our Nightmare for Christmas review, so if you didn't get an email in by now, it won't be read until after that review comes out. Um, and then next week, I am going to be doing a book review with Matilda from the Zombie Girls Network. Uh, and we're going to be doing My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones. Yeah, and I, I want to, again, I know I thanked you personally, like, <laughs> in our text, but I I, I want to thank Larry because uh, I got a lot of stuff going on right now, and it's very nice <laughs> just to, like, I have, that. like, a couple weeks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then also special thank you to uh, Marcus, Um our patron we moved his episode until after the nightmare episode and he was down for that so yeah. the use of religion the mass fears will be done then um that's all of the kind of housekeeping justin unless you have anything um housekeeping wise i mean i'm not on my shitty table mic anymore i'm on like back to like my nice <laughs> microphone which feels very nice and you have Lamb of God up behind you instead of Buzz Lightyear. It's a change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> man, I think I got that. I got that poster flag thingy. When, when the hell did I get that? I think I got it when, man, what album was that? Uh, there was an album that came out about 10 years ago. It has, like, was it the Ghost Walking album? No. It was the one before that. It was, like, I don't know if you know Lost of Lamb of God or not. No, my so, wife would, but I am okay. not the person to talk to about that. <laughs> okay, here, hold on. Uh, and while you're doing that, I want people to know uh, I was sick this week. Uh, I'm com- I'm feeling I am feeling a lot better, um, but I'm still taking some medicine. So if I sound congested or if I found, sound kind of weird, it's just because of that. Just it's not my mic. I don't um, think. the. I got it with the release of the Wrath album in 2009. Okay. Yes. Was it a good album? I like it. A lot of people were like, that is, to me, the last, like, good Lamb of God God album. Okay. Uh, But, yeah. It was was mixed. It was a lot, like, faster than usual. Sure. And I I liked it. And after that, it got weird. I don't really like the new stuff. But, yeah, yeah, that's me. Okay. All right. So... Why don't you? I know you've been busy. Do you have anything to report? Have you been watching anything or playing yes. anything? Yes. Um, I've actually been playing a lot. Um, okay. Kind of. Uh, not like in the last couple of days, but 
Um, over the weekend, I played a lot. Um, I played Callisto Protocol, played a little bit of that. There was like a really bad build of it, I want to say. Like, it's almost like somebody released a bad build. Like, the wrong build. Yeah, I saw that it was kind of getting torn apart on PC yeah, in particular. It's, I mean, uh, performance-wise, it's good now. I, I, it's, man, talk about, like, a huge bummer. That game was, like... I've heard it's very dull. It is very, like, weird. It's, I've been... The best way I put it is, like, I feel like it's going to be Silent Hill Downpour, where people really hate on it when it first comes out. Give it a year or, like, a couple of years, and then it'll be, like, the, the reception around it will start will uh, start to change. People were probably hoping it was going to be... I mean, even More I Death thought it Space. was... Yeah, well, that's the thing is I thought... Because, I mean, it was from the creators of Death Space. Like, they, like... Um, I can't think of his name now. But, uh, like, basically, he was, like, the creator of Dead Space. And, uh, I don't know. It's it's okay. It's, like, very slow and, like, plotting. And the combat is very, like, almost like a fighting game in a weird way. Like, I don't know. It, it's weird, but I, I enjoyed it-ish. I don't know. I, I think I'm going to wait to go back to it until I have more time. Okay. Um, I've been playing a lot of uh, Saints and Sinners Chapter 2. That's on uh, Quest 2. I've heard that had some bugs. Is that correct? Oh, dude. So it was weird. The first <laughs> of when I... So we recorded yes uh, last week. And then I like, yeah. had my headset on and I was playing it that night. And it was like, I don't think I've ever played a game that, that was like that buggy in Pokemon VR. Violet. In VR. Oh. <laughs> I'll say in VR. <laughs> um, like, I would be playing and zombies would just, like, pop in, but they would pop in, like, a foot away from my face and be, like, oh, already sucks. attacking me. So I was, like, yeah. I was getting pretty pissed off. So I was, like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to put this down. The next day, there was a 12-gig update. Holy shit. And it, like, it's good now. It's, like, the performance is good. I'm still unsure where I land on it so far. Story-wise, I think I'm about, like... 60 percent done but uh it's okay it's, it's very hard um, okay. it doesn't hold back any punches so hopefully you came fresh off playing the first one if you play it because i can't play vr hard. gives me an immediate headache yeah um dude my eyes been killing me i've been playing nothing like i've been playing so much <laughs> vr this week it's it's fucking i have like i went out and bought a bunch of like gravel i don't do you guys have gravel there i don't know if that's like a thing there like small rocks I'm trying to see if it's like in reaching distance. No, it's like uh, it's basically ginger medicine that you can like take that oh, like settles no. your stomach. No, yeah, I uh, I've been taking. Bismol is what I take. Oh, see, this is like a very light, like it's it's a more like refreshing. It's not as like heavy as Pepto. Pepto Does make your pack your poop black it is, either? It is the closest we have to a magic elixir. I, I swear to God. Oh, oh, I love Pepto. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Have you ever had the Pepto? <laughs> have you ever had Pepto chewables? Yeah, that's what I have right now. Okay, um, do you have an apple? Yeah. I highly suggest, I used to have this as a teenager, as a treat. I'm sure this is probably <laughs> what caused all my gut issues. Um, have a chewable, and while you're chewing the chewable, eat an apple. And it is one of the most delicious things you'll ever taste in your life. <laughs> okay, okay. I have an apple at my lunch tomorrow, so I'll, I'll try it. Okay, it's it's amazing. I, I love it. Um, <laughs> other than that, uh, I also beat Scarlet and Violet. Yep. Um, eh. I still the, don't. So you you see with you with the credits. Yeah, 
that ending area could have been so much cooler, but they kind of like took away everything that made Violet and Scarlet cool in that mm -hmm. last area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, and then actually today I started playing this game. I fuck I um, you might actually really like it. Okay. Um, and I specifically try to tell myself not to forget it because. <laughs> God, sorry. I'm trying to open my Twitter really quickly. Um, I no, played okay. Chained Echoes. What is it that? is a turn-based RPG that feels very much like a, like an old-school RPG. Oh, fuck, yeah. But it is like, it is, there's something about it that it feels very, like, refreshing in that, like, genre and new and exciting. Um, I th think, oh, especially while speaking to you, I know your love also for uh, old-school RPGs. Yes, sir. I think you would really like it. I just put a link in there in our chat. Thank you, because after we get out of chat, I'm gonna open and Steam up and check and it out. And it's fifteen percent off right now, and Fuck it's yeah. like twenty bucks. So, cool. yeah. Um, other than that, um, nothing. I'm just getting ready to do a bunch of weird writing over the next couple of days, and I have an interview that I'm supposed to do that I'm really excited about. Um, and I'll I am excited for our Discord to get a hold of those articles. <laughs> yeah, myself um, included. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. I, I told you what the one was. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's like with the owner of that company who like released that game. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be weird. I, I'm I'm excited. I don't I don't know if it's gonna happen yet or not. But I I, I from what I understand, he's a cool guy. So hopefully it'll it'll be cool. All right. It. But cool. yeah, other than that, what about you? So I'll start off with games. I beat two games this week. Holy shit. Pokemon Violet. Yep. Uh, I think I might go back and do all the, the spikes and, and unlock the, the legendaries. But Are you going to do the, like, go back through all the gyms again to unlock the six-star raids and stuff like that? I don't know. The game's so buggy. I, I part of me kind of yeah. wants to wait to see if they patch it or something, but like, can can I, I tell I, you something? Like very briefly. So what makes me so fucking upset about the whole Scarlet and Violet thing is two weeks later, two games came out that were basically broken when they came out: Callisto Protocol and The Walking Dead: Saints and Sinners. Literally the next day, both of those games were fixed by patches. That's why I was asking you, like, if, like, <laughs> like, the status on them and stuff. And now Pokemon is still just... I bet we get DLC baby. before Pokemon patches anything. I bet the patch... Oh, that's probably the when they will fix stuff. <laughs> and that's kind of where I'm at. I think I'm just going to be done with it for now, honestly. Yeah. Um, And then I finally beat Final Fantasy V Pixel Remaster. Oh, nice. Uh, so are you going to pick up... Uh... Crisis Core Reunion? Not on, on launch, Tuesday? only because I'm, like, I told you I want, to, I want to do them in order, so I still have the 6 remaster. Mm -hmm. um, but I got 100% on it. It took me 36 hours. So now I have a question for you, Larry. Yes. Well, when are you going to start Persona? Uh, when I finish the Final <laughs> Fantasy playthrough for the 100%. Okay. 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 I'm excited. And honestly, I might stop to be... Oh, never mind. I was going to say I would stop after 10, but 12 is fun, especially the remaster. And I haven't played 13 in a long time. Uh, 13 on PC, you uh, like I, I can help you through it, but you have to like mod a little bit to get like working on modern consoles and like really okay. Yes. Yeah. Wow. 
okay, yeah, but I actually I took a pause from Final Fantasy. Okay. And I started a game. What game? Arkham Asylum. What's that? Arkham Asylum. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, good. I was actually playing that before we started uh, for a little bit. Um, I forgot how amazing that game is. Oh, dude, that game is amazing. <laughs> and playing it now, and like I haven't played the new God of War, but obviously playing in 2018, they absolutely got inspired by how Arkham plays. Oh yeah. Like when you when you talk to people and how things are happening as you move through the environments and it changes. Um, that game is incredible. Uh, so. Come my plan is to beat Arkham to take a kind of because thirty six hours and it was a ass load of grinding man like it because you had to master all the jobs mm-hmm. for all the characters and that fucking sucked and then you had to get you know to what? level fifty for all the characters and that um, fucking sucked like but, but by the time I fought Shinru which is like the legendary the secret boss like yeah I, I beat the you piss probably out just wiped it. the floor with them <laughs> yeah exactly but the grind uh, I will say sucked <laughs> six out of, like out of all those old, the older ones like six and under. Six is easily my favorite to play. I haven't played six except for one time. And that was back when I first started to the franchise. So I am like six is so good. So when I've been playing the other ones, like I would play it and I would grind it, I would have like something else on the on the on the monitor or on the TV, like on the, the background. But yeah. since everyone loves six so much, I'm actually going to like fully commit. Like also like a grinding session. But just make sure how, you suplex the train. I will. I promise okay. I will. I'll let the chat yeah. know when Good. I do it. But I gotta be Arkham first. I don't. I have to play it through twice. Like once just to go through and get hundred percent, and then once on hard mode. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm going. I, I might try to do like the challenge modes, but I'm not like. It's not my cup of tea. If I just get hundred percent in the game, and the only trophies I don't have are like the battle mode royale things, I could care less. Yeah. But yeah, I beat two games, Justin. <gasps> I forgot to tell you. What? I started playing Fortnite. <laughs> You, I saw that in the toxic chat. Yeah. Um, what so, brought that okay. on? Oh my god! You should um, have told me because, like, I would have tried it when they had a uh, Goku. Well, I just started like this last weekend. Is literally oh, okay. I okay. installed. Yeah. Um, also, I did see that they're adding uh, Doom Guy and uh, Geralt of Riviera from The Witcher. So I was like, Oh shit! All the tell devils might actually play it too. Yeah, it's dude. It's it's actually. <laughs> a she lot of fun especially guy. if you go to like no build mode where it's just like running around and shooting it's it's good um build mode would be so, like why do people not like build mode like when i played it like for one weekend way back when that's when i had the most fun dude the, i cannot build that fast oh see i just had a little box and i hidden it and then at the circle oh, yeah. mode, i moved no it, it's like com- it's a completely different end. game now it's like oh really people click like four times and they've built like this massive yeah, I can't really? move that fast. I'm getting old. Yeah, dude, I haven't played Fortnite for a very long time. This a is very the, long time. This was the second time I've ever played it, uh, uh-huh. and it's because my kid came home and started talking about how his friends play Fortnite and how he wanted to see it before he tried it. He said, "Okay, well, I'll download it and whatever you can watch me play." Are you gonna play you... on PC? Is that what you're playing on? Oh, it doesn't matter. It goes wherever. Right. Like you can maybe it's like cross one save. Maybe one night we'll just get a we'll get a beer, we'll get chat going, and we'll play just Fortnite. Around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I actually I know Marcus plays too. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I don't. Like, Dude, it is I, like I, I'm not so, getting into one of those games again, but I, I can have fun for a night. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you just download it on like the Epic Store or whatever. And, okay. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Sorry uh, for interrupting you, but no, you're good. So TV, I finished the first season of One Piece. Oh. 
Yeah, so you're done, done now, right? Yes. Uh, what I will say about One Piece. It's interesting. I do love pirates, and it was not as cheesy as I was thinking it might be. But I think a thousand plus episodes is just too high of a barrier for me. It's just too much. I mean, that's like going in and wanting to watch all of Bleach, and there's like 1,300 episodes or something like that. Like it, at that, oh, at some I did point, not know that, and Bleach was on my list to watch, so now Bleach just got removed. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's when you, when you get to so many episodes, it's like okay, you're never don't even don't even like if it was that important, you would have watched it by now. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dragula, I am caught up with it. Um, I will say though, a lot of this drama stuff is really starting to wear thin on me. Interesting, isn't that like what that like what drives the show though? No, well, not for me. <laughs> for me, yeah. like I like seeing like the the the, the outfits and like the makeup and the prosthetics and like the challenges and stuff. But like the drama this season is just, it is really exhausting me. I've seen the first three or four episodes of Andor. I've seen the first two. It's, it's good. It's, it's a much slower burn than I anticipated. I will tell you what I will say. So I'm again, only two episodes in. I, I just don't know the point of it yet. Yeah. Like what so the that, goal that's kind of where is. I'm at too. So I'm I'm questioning it a little bit, but I I'm willing to give it a shot because it is good. Like but. I got caught up on Hell's Kitchen in this newest season. Again, I was sick, so I was laying around <laughs> drinking tea and yeah, like, wood. <laughs> and uh, me and Devin are we just watched the dog competition episode of Lego Masters. I still gotta watch that show, dude. It's so I love Lego Masters. It's like my favorite. <laughs> um, movies. The only movies I watched were Children of the Corn and Nightmare. Um, yeah, for Christmas. Same. Yeah. yeah, and then books. I finished two. I finished The Slippery Slope and The Grim Grotto. Those were books ten and eleven, respectively, for a series of unfortunate events. And I started the penultimate peril, which is book twelve. And I'm just over like 75% of the way done with The Hunger by Alma Katsu. Uh, I needed to do something. It's been a lot of tease so far. We haven't really gotten anything to happen. So I'm hoping something happens here soon. But that's it. Like I said, I've been sick. So it's been laying on the couch with a rag on my head or <laughs> listening to an audiobook or watching comfort TV like Hell's Kitchen because Gordon Ramsay makes me feel happy. Uh, <laughs> but that's what I have for background and if you're good Justin we can dive on in to the review Children of the Corn is a 1984 supernatural slasher film based on the 1977 Stephen King short story of the same name. It is directed by Fritz Kirsch. Um, I could not find a lot about this man. Uh, he did direct a Swamp Thing TV show in 1990. Was he also responsible? Oh, no. Never mind. Never mind. I thought <laughs> I did not know you said Swamp Man. I thought you said something else. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, was it? 
wasn't Swamp Man? Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Yeah, that's okay. Yep. All right. <laughs> the film stars Peter Horton, Linda Hamilton, John Franklin, and Courtney Gaines. Hortland played Gary Shepard on the TV show 30-something, which is what most people recognize him from. But he's a lot of bit roles in, like, B-movies uh, and TV shows such as T-Rex, Back to the Crustaceous. What is there's that? A theme, there's a theme with T-Rexes, so keep that in mind. Okay. Linda Hamilton plays Sarah Connor in the Terminator film series. Uh, my wife just got home, so you're hearing the Chihuahuas greeting. And she also played... I gotta wait. Linda Hamilton plays Sarah Connor, the Terminator <laughs> film series, and Catherine Chandler in the television series Beauty and the Beast, uh, which she was nominated for two Golden Globes and an Emmy. John Franklin plays Isaac, and he also played Cousin It in the Adams Family movie from 1991, and he voiced Walkabout Chucky in the original Child's Play. So I think interesting yeah so like not like possessed chucky this is the one i was like walking around Mm -hmm. uh and like i said the t-rex thing has a theme because he was bobby and tammy and the t-rex a film we have reviewed on this podcast interesting okay okay courtney Gaines plays malachi and he achieved success during the 1980s with a variety of, variety of roles in films such as Children of the Corn, Hard Bodies, Lust in the Dust, Back to the Future, The Burbs, which is one of my favorite movies, and Memphis Belle. Later films include Sweet Home Alabama, Dorm Days, and he had a cameo in Rob Zombie's Halloween remake. Who was he? Remember the director's cut? Yes. Remember the rape scene? Yes. There you he go. He was one of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. One of the times the director's cut just absolutely is terrible. King wrote the original draft of the screenplay, which focused more on the characters of Bert and Vicky and depicted more history on the uprising of the children in Gatlin. This script was disregarded in favor of George Goldsmith's screenplay, which featured more violence and a more conventional narrative structure. Filming took place mainly in Iowa, but also some in California. Shot on a budget of $80,000, the film grossed almost $15 million at the box office. Jesus Christ. It spawned a franchise, which I mentioned earlier, that has 11 films, two of which are remakes of the original. Here is some trivia. On the dashboard of Bert and Vicky's car is a copy of Night Shift the Stephen King short story collection in which Children of the Corn originally appeared. Though real corn was used for most of the filming, polyurethane corn had to be used for more difficult action sequences. The safe goal of Henningford that the main characters are trying to reach is the same place the heroes from King's novel The Stand are drawn to in their dreams. Interesting. The tagline, and a child shall lead them, comes from Isaiah 11.6 in the Old Testament, which reads, And the wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf, and the young lion, and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. In the original theatrical trailer, Stephen King's name is misspelled as Stephen with a V. Oh, weird. 
Originally, after he who walks behind the rose was destroyed, the cornfield was supposed to turn black and rot away as the protagonist ran for safety. This was dropped when they realized they wouldn't be able to do such a scene with the remaining budget they had. Linda Hamilton was very disappointed by this, as that was that imagery was one of the main reasons it sold her on taking a part in the film. Oh man! Instead, they went with. Well, we'll get into it. We'll get yes. into what they and went with. I have a stopwatch pulled up. I'm going to do a six-second summary because I need to have a reason to include "The Wanderer," which is a song that was in this uh, movie. So you you can say "piece of shit." It's okay. <laughs> All right, you want to give me a three, two, one? Sure thing. Uh, three, two, one, go. Film starts off with a little job um, going to a candy shop with his dad after going to the church, and then all of the older kids kill all the adults. Um, it's really weird how they had such fast-acting poison and the knives, and they timed it out very, very perfectly. Uh, but yeah, his, he's doing some narration until all of a sudden he just stops doing narration. We're talking about job here. But Bert and Vicky are driving after Bert just got done with college, and they're just going through this town, and basically they end up finding Gatlin, and it's dead because he ran over a kid, which he didn't, but he doesn't really care because the kid was stabbed, so he didn't kill him. The kid was already dead when he hit him and ran him over with his truck. Basically what comes to happen is Isaac is leading the kids and trying to sacrifice adults in order to please he walks behind the road so they can have a corn crop. No idea how they're selling that corn, by the way. Um, Malachi is jealous and sacrifices Isaac. Isaac comes back from the dead and kills Malachi. They burn down the cornfield. A very shitty CGI demon ghost face pops up. And then Bert and Vicky kidnap two children and drive away to the next destination. Time, but I will say, they walk away. Because they try to drive away. Because, yes, right, because the car is filled with corn. Damn it, Larry. And the, like, weird girl attacks him at the very end and then he just like knocks her out and is like well all right and walks away so (laughs) plot yeah i like the short story version of it have you read much of stephen king's short story stuff no i have not so i think his short story writings are very good children of the corn is good okay this movie is not no, this oh man for ninety minutes it is boring as fuck. Yes. Okay. So I by the time like when we were kind of getting close to wrap up, I was like, I thought this movie was like ninety minutes. It feels like I've been here for like two hours. Like, what is going on? It's literally I care about two characters in this movie, and I think they're the two characters who are least on screen, and it's Isaac and Malachi. Yes. I know we have different thoughts on the acting. But, like, Isaac being, like, the leader of the children who got yes. to kill everybody. And he kind of came from nowhere. So he's not even, like, a child of the town. He came to the town. Yeah. Like, I find that cool. And I, I, I just... Isaac is the reason why I was afraid of this movie as a kid. And then Malachi is just, like, his older henchman. And, like I said, I watched The Burbs a lot, so I knew him from that. And I like that dynamic. But I could give two shits less about Bert and Vicky. They are dumb. They are yeah, fucking they're d- dumb. Yeah, they're... And, like... Okay, the way he goes about, like, oh, that kid was dead when he was standing <laughs> in the middle of the road. And Lee, it's just so fu- It's the plot. Like, I think the biggest thing for me, and it's the reason why as soon as, like, I had a little bit of thought in my brain why this movie just stopped working for me. Like, how the fuck are they selling the corn? Because they literally talk about how they need the corn to make a profit, to make money, to be successful. How the fuck are they selling the corn? To who? <laughs> 
yeah, what adult is going to buy from a bunch of like creepy kids? Well, it's, it's not even that. So, like, when I worked at Miami at the Ecology okay. Center, one of the ways that the Ecology Center made money for itself was by harvesting corn. Like, they, we had cornfields, we'd harvest it. And that is a huge enterprise. It is a lot of people to do that. Mm-hmm. And not saying the kids couldn't do it, but like, it just makes no sense. Like, and I, I thought, like, when they had that gas station clerk and they killed him, I thought Mount, that I would be more pissed. But he wasn't even there to help them sell it. Like, yeah, it, was that wasn't like even you, the reason why he was selling them gas. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, that is the part of it that, like, I need. Like, I don't need everything filled in for me. But that's the part that's, like, so hard to believe. Even taking it back to the 80s, right? Because Salem's Lot, like, I, I've talked about it. I do not think Salem's Lot would work in modern times i just don't because of the ability of the texting or the internet or all that stuff reason why salem's lock can work is because people are so disconnected even though they're in that small town and before sorry my dogs are barking at random strangers stop it dante i'll put you in a cage i won't do that i don't even have a cage for him so yeah plot's stupid it's dumb it's just i don't care messy and like it's not why does a kid narrate and then stop narrating? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. How does a... Oh, man. I just, like... I don't know... Because I, I think the premise could be interesting. I haven't Absolutely. read the Absolutely. The so premise know. is interesting. Full stop. But, like... This is done... Like... It's just boring. It's boring. Like... For Even 90 minutes, it is like, boring as shit. I would almost put this up against, like... The Pet Cemetery remake? Yeah, like, I'm trying to think, yes. Because it's, like, they're, they're even, like, the quote-unquote exciting things that happen, like, the action and stuff. I don't know. It's just, like, it's not good because it's, like, a bunch of... And He Who Walks Behind the Rose, yeah. I think, is kind of a terrifying thing. And, and Until we see it. Until until we see it, even even when it's just the corn like moving and opening and stuff, like yeah, even that was fucking cool. But like this, like I don't care, and like I said, I don't get behind any of my four people I'm supposed to care about. Bert, Vicky, and the two kids could not care less. Yeah, I really don't care about them. I I I'm curious. Where also, the kid in the beginning of the movie ran seven fucking miles outside of Gatlin, and so did Malachi, and Malachi got back to Isaac that quick. <laughs> Like it's just it's yeah. just dumb. It's 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 very so, dumb. It's just I, a I dumb have a question. Movie and how the fuck did it get remade twice and have fucking nine sequels? So what are the sequels about? I don't know. I've never seen them. Interesting. Okay. I know one. Isaac returns. I know one of them that Isaac comes back. Okay. And I only found yeah. that out because I was doing a little bit of research. Hmm. I can tell you the names of them real quick. Yeah, because I'm, I'm trying to, I'm sitting here trying to think, like, who survived, like, because Malachi is dead. Malachi is definitely dead, yeah. Oh, I forgot Man. to mention, the, uh, there is a rap group called Children of the Corn. All right, uh, the movies are Children of the Corn, Children of the Corn 2, Final Sacrifice, Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. Oh, God, I bet that, I bet that takes place in the fucking city. Children of the Corn 4, The Gathering, Children of the Corn 5, Fields of Terror, Children of the Corn 666, Isaac's Return, Children of the Corn Revelation, Children of the Corn Genesis, Children of the Corn Runaway. Oh my god. And then 
There one. was a 2020 remake? Yep. Oh, man. They yeah. never had a returning director on any of these pieces. It was always someone different each time. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I can see someone probably nominating one of these pieces of trash for... Uh, a Razzie? No, the crappy film at the end of the season. Oh, I can only, yeah. Urban Harvest, to me, just like... The one thing that makes this work is the fact you're in an isolated corn town. And, like, you take that away, man. What the fuck? The third film in the Children of the Corn series focuses on two mysterious brothers who adopted from rural Nebraska and brought to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For plot, I gave it a three because... I do like the idea of he who walks behind the rose and there was, there is something like when it comes to religion, right? It's the kind of the cult like stuff is how this kid who came from nowhere was able to get all these other kids to buy into his shit so hard. So there was, there was some stuff I liked, but overall this fucking sucks. So three. Uh, yeah, I gave it a two and a cinematography. I was terrified of the opening sequence of this movie when I was a kid because I remembered it being so much more violent. And I've seen this movie since then. But watching it again this time, this movie... So look, I didn't like, want to say anything, because I had watched it. I watched it, like, on Sunday, I think. Yeah, you so watched I it say, before me, yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything, but yeah, but man, it's... it's Halloween like, was also shot on a very shoestring budget, and they had to do a lot of things and make that slasher work and they even reinvented and kind of developed stuff such as the opening one shot walkthrough of the house right yeah and i think there's a reason why john carpenter is the master of horror and why fritz only has like four lines on wikipedia page is because this is just not it seems lazy it seems it seems very poorly done and yeah, and I, I'm, I'm very curious. Like, what is the point of corning a car? I don't know. That bugged me the whole time. <laughs> For me, like, it was just like there was like some blood stuff, and it wasn't like people got stabbed. Sometimes it was like to their death. Sometimes they could like just run away and be totally fine. Like when that kid got stabbed and sl- like his neck was slit, and he's like he's already dead. But like like it. Yeah. So much no. of this. I do like how the corn stalks move, and we're going to talk about this at a later point in this episode. But like, I like how the corn stalks move. I like how it feels like there's this presence in the cornfield. Like I do like how the camera can capture that. But anytime we get any kind of gore, yes, it is practical effects, but it's like, mm-hmm. like the minimalist amount of effort. Like they literally just like throw ketchup around. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, uh, and kind of to the like corn moving and stuff. I I did think it was like okay. I I do. You can like, tell the difference I, between the plastic and the real corn. Like when the plastic yes. corn starts wrapping around, it just looks so much more fake than the real corn. That they have well, so using. that's the thing is like if you look at movies like Evil Dead, the original yeah. one did the did the same thing, but with the trees, obviously, and that looked a lot better. Yeah, and then the and the thing is, is like I was on the fence because like this, there's some stuff, there's some stuff like I I like, some stuff I don't like, and then like 
yeah, it was on a shoestring budget, and like obviously this was a very like green director, and like doesn't have a whole lot to his name then or now really. But then that fucking final demon face in the fire thing. The CGI is like, huh. is it even CGI so or does bad. someone just take a pencil over top of this, the fucking? <laughs> oh, dude, film? yeah, the, 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 the whatever bad. you want to call it, it is the like bad, so bad, like it is. It's worse like worse than, than 90s Goosebumps CGI. Yes. Goosebumps had better practical effects than that. Yes, I agree. Yeah, it's like... It's bad. Laughable. This came out in theaters. This movie made $14 million some fucking how. Two and a half. And it's because I like the corn. Yeah, I gave it a one and a half. Um, That CGI basically killed the score for me. Completely. Like, before anything else... I, I had like a higher score in mind, and then I it saw that CGI. So and was like, nope, nope. <laughs> it was so bad. Audio. I think this is where we're going to differ. So let's talk about where we're going to be the same. I have recently watched Terminator, so I've seen Linda Hamilton give an excellent performance. I never watched Thirty Something, so I really can't talk about um, the actor who plays Bert's performance. But I really just. It feels like Hallmark acting to me. From them and the kids. Mm. Who I do like. I guess I'll just get my whole thing and let you talk. Who I do like. I like Malachi a lot. He is menacing. Maybe it's because he's a ginger. I don't know. But like he is menacing. He is like omnipresent. He is vicious. He has like no sympathy. Like he is a hardliner. And then you have Isaac who is willing to manipulate this entire town of children to do it. And I really, really like the actor who plays Isaac. And it's just like, he was 25 when they filmed this movie too, by the oh, way. Oh, you could tell. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like the way like he like holds himself and like, I, I bought him as like a believer in he who walks behind the rose. And I thought that was really cool. And I, I also liked when he came back as a zombie. It reminded me a lot of OG Pet Cemetery in a lot of ways with that. So... I like Malachi, I like Isaac, everything else is Hallmark acting, and the kid acting is left a lot to be desired. Oh, score yeah. is okay, but gets way too repetitive, and I was really happy to hear the runaway, so. Um, so, I think out of all of the acting in this movie, I think there's one good one for me, and it's Isaac. I, okay. I enjoyed it, even though you could tell that yes... This is like a 35-year-old man playing a child. Mm -hmm. Um, It kind of got offset because later on you see like legitimately like 40-year-olds in the background playing kids. Um, Almost a Steve (laughs) McQueen-esque level. Oh, the blob. Uh, (laughs) um, But no, I I agree. I think Isaac does a really good job. Um, See, to me, Malachi was just like, probably the worst um, oh okay okay yeah michelle and i the entire time anytime he would come on we would just sit there and laugh it was it wasn't very like we didn't enjoy it like we had zero enjoyment out of malachi oh okay um, okay yes um and same with and that's the thing is like i kept referencing linda hamilton and terminator because in terminator she's fucking amazing yeah and then here it's Lackluster. I don't know what. Like I said, it's yes. Hallmark acting. It's acting yeah, to the paycheck. It, and I wonder yes. if she kind of started phoning it in when she found out that she was lied about the ending. 
that could be that yeah it's it's just it's sad i really didn't find much uh takeaway like much takeaway here other than isaac acting because I, I agreed the score was okay but like again it's the same thing that's where i was at gets, with it and it's weird because like obviously halloween the, the halloween theme plays a lot throughout that movie and all the other ones but like it never gets old this one just felt like I don't know. I was done with it after the opening credits. Yeah, same. But they sure weren't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So with all that, this is probably my highest section. I gave it a four and a half out of five, ten. Uh, I gave it a one and a half. My one and a half point is for Isaac. How scary. I need to really say, once again, when I was a kid, I watched this movie in my aunt's basement. Because she was super into Stephen King stuff and she had it. I remember watching it. I remember fucking being terrified. Looking back on it, there are some movies I understand my terror. Jaws, Arachnophobia, Halloween. I do not know what the fuck I was afraid of. I don't know how I just didn't fall asleep. Yeah. Um, I've, so I've never really been scared of Children of the Corn. And that it's could the be corn that does it for me. Well, that's the thing is I've oh, I've grown up everywhere I've grown up has me too, cornfields. and that's Patreon stick around for the we're gonna talk about that more, but that's it's just so crazy because we both grew up in very rural communities with a lot of corn always around us, and do cornfields fucking terrify me? So there are some parts of this movie that that's still awesome. kind of give me that itch, but like we'll discuss that more in the Patreon okay. section. But yeah, okay. overall though, the kids don't scare me because they're stupid and you can run away from them and just don't stop driving. Um, the opening scene with their parents, it makes no sense how those, like, no one noticed, and, like, they were able to kill everybody so fast, and no one noticed yeah, the waitress had I mean, a fucking like, sickle under her skirt. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, yeah. it is, it, it doesn't make sense. There's nothing to be afraid of, because if me and Devin, for fuck's sake, me and Devin drove across the country to Utah and back. And, mm-hmm. like, if we drove through a town that was a ghost town... I'd be like, we aren't stopping. Yeah, just keep on driving. We're going to keep on driving. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, there's like, literally there's nothing here. I think this is one of like, I don't I don't know if it's because it's very much showing its age. Um, but yeah, dude, there's like nothing here for me. I do really, think the idea nothing. of it could be scary, though, of like having this, like, I mean, it's very primal, like, having to sacrifice someone to, to ensure good crops, right? Like, there's definitely been stories about that that have been told. Mm. Like, even in the book I'm reading right now, like, they're talking about how some of the Native Americans they're coming across as they're traveling on the, the, the uh, Oregon Trail, like, some of the tribes, they think, are sacrificing one of their own in order to appease the beast that's in the woods or whatever, right? Yeah. So there, there is that kind of idea of it behind it, it's just in this, it just does not land at all for me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, nothing here. Nothing. So the corn the corn does scare me, and again, this movie did terrify me as a kid. So, for those two points, I gave it a three. Uh, I gave it a one because even when I saw this as a kid, I was like, uh-huh. all right, I'm going to go play in a bunch of corn now. Um, before I reveal the final scores, obviously this is a religion season, and I want to kind of make a more of a focus on it. Do you feel like this fits into religious horror? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, I think that obviously the idea of Isaac being like the prophet and leading them and then 
Okay, cool. So review the scores. For plot, I gave it a three, gave it a two and a half. For cinematography, I gave it a two and a half, you gave it a one and a half. For audio, I gave it a four and a half, you gave it a one and a half. And for how scary, I gave it a three, you gave it a one. That gives it a here's Johnny final score of a twenty-four. I had to include it, Justin. It's one of the it's one of those ones that have to be included. I know, I know. It's just weird that I when we watch a movie and I think I think I would have more fun rewatching Ginger Dead Man than watching this. <laughs> All right, Justin, it's tied with two other movies. The Giver. Okay. Movie selected by Patreon Marcus. <laughs> and Halloween 5, Revenge of Michael Myers. It is tied then for the seventh worst thing on our podcast that we have reviewed. Going from 10 down, we have two tied in 10th. Blair Witch Volume 1, Rustin Parr, and The Leprechaun with 28 we have the thing remake with a 26 we have vampire hunter d the video game with a 25 children the core and guyver and halloween 5 with 24s resident evil 6 and scream 3 are tied with 23 percent in fifth place and fourth place friday the 13th a new beginning with 22 percent the ginger dead man with 14 percent in third rampage world tour with 11% in second, and the worst thing ever, Blasto. Fucking Blasto. And so with that, we're going to play a quick commercial from our podcast of the Kaleidoscope Media Network before we head on into the closing. Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters. Sociopathic villains. Cold-blooded murders. And nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. Justin. Yes. If I told you I wanted to do a spinoff podcast on the Children of the Court franchises, what would you say? Have fun doing a solo podcast. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I feel like around three. Wait, three's the urban one, isn't it? Yeah. Around three, it would be so bad it's good. It would start to get to like the room territory. Dude, I don't know, man. I uh, you know what I'm surprised so I, I I did look up to see like they that the 2020 uh remake happened I can't see I didn't see any like quick reviews on it or anything so I'm assuming it's bad obviously but uh Children of the Corn 2020 <laughs> Oh yeah it's got it's got 4.3 stars Hey there you go and I don't know anybody in this movie Okay. So cool. yeah, I I do expect uh, a patient or two to pick one of these. I would imagine, like, oh, half, absolutely. Yeah. If not, maybe you and I could be entered one last year. Remember we entered uh, Ghost of Mars. So maybe we'll. Enter. I'm sad that didn't win. Me too. It's a. I I would have loved to watch that movie, but maybe we'll enter one of these. We'll we'll do a random number generator, or we can just agree that Children of the Corn in the City. Might, oh, it's gonna be that. It's yeah, gotta be that. It has one. to be that unless one. there is in space one. Oh man, in space would be good too. Children of the Corn in space. <laughs> he who walks behind the stars. <laughs> that actually could be scary. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. I got to do some research into some Children of the Corn movies. (laughs) (laughs) So next week, Justin will be gone doing um, some stuff behind the scenes, but it will be me and Mm -hmm. Matilda doing a book review of My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones. We're going to have two sections, a spoiler and a non-spoiler, and I'm working with her behind the scenes to develop that. Then it'll be our Nightmare Review, which we were actually reviewing after this for us, but it'll be in two weeks for you guys. And then we'll have our special patron design episode with Marcus. Um, yeah. That is what's coming your way. Um, since this is the last time that Justin and I together will be talking to you before, everyone have a safe and happy Christmas and a safe and happy New Year's. Oh, yeah. Well, wait, when does the... Nightmare well, episode drop. It comes right. It comes out the day after Christmas. But since this is oh yes, then have a good yeah. Christmas, everybody. Yes, uh, and that's what we got. So we're gonna go ahead, get out of here, and head to the campfire. So until next time, everybody, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. You guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, It all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tears, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.